0: What is good, guys? Welcome to another episode of Year Dose of Death podcast. As always, I'm Lauren, joined by my esteemed co-host, the, the one, the only Kingsville wrestling, better known as Mike Cervino. Um, Just want to kind of do this episode. This is just kind of a chill episode, looking back at the year that was 2022. Um, again, thank you guys for listening to each and every episode. Um, I know this one was kind of a little delayed. We just had to get our logistics down and... Get ready before the holidays kick in. So sit back, relax, enjoy your eggnog or whatever you're drinking on this fine day. Whenever you're listening to this before the holiday starts, um, also want to kind of address something as well because I don't know if people had any questions on how this, but yes, I am going to be trying to be a indie wrestling commentator. No, Your Dose of Death podcast is not leaving. Um, in case anyone was curious about that. Um, who
1: said
0: that? I don't know, but I, I just felt people were like, oh, is this the end of your dose of death? People maybe got thought that at first, but who knows? I just want to address that before anyone got the wrong idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am available for MD Wrestling commentary bookings. Of course, Mike's already doing his own thing. Um, but just want to say, yeah, that's going to be kind of the star of 2023 going onward um so hopefully i get some commentary gigs i mean the dream would be to do a deathmatch show that's kind of number one but i know that i have to work my way up the ranks so um if you are interested in um booking me as commentator just go on instagram twitter i put my email on the graphics so it's all on there yeah now. Yeah. (laughs) now before i get too popular
1: because um, some of y'all have some terrible people on commentary And Lauren would do a very <laughs>
0: good job <laughs> Not everyone's terrible Come on now Not everyone, was, no um, But anyways, yeah, 2022 was a hell of a year I started off the year Kind of still a lone wolf in this But then, of course, as you already know Mike came on When was your first episode? I mean, the first episode you were officially my co-host was Gosh. Yeah no, well, that, that was before. That was the
1: first appearance. The that was first. your first
0: appearance, but like your first official co-host. Um, man, it had to have been, what, like June? It had to have been June, I want to say.
1: Yeah, it was around June, probably. It was
0: around June, but I mean, literally has made things a million times easier on my part because literally doing it by myself talking into the the nether regions of the void can only get so fun
1: just so many times yeah, it's like a rob black thing to do <laughs> so <low> to <laughs> i don't know how he does the rob, I, I don't yeah. know either yeah. but i
0: can i commend the man for doing it because it's incredible and um <laughs> and the, to do it all by yourself that's that takes a lot but anyways i mean We've had some incredible interviews. We have sponsored a ton of shows. Um, also want to give a big shout out to Toby Klein for literally being the most download episode ever in podcast history, because I mean, that's still to me is I think that my favorite episode. episode. I think that's my favorite episode we've ever done though. Um, it just, it was a good episode. It was something that I think was really needed at the time. I mean, of course we've had the likes of, I mean, Toby, we've had Remington Roar. Um, even going back as further before you even came on when I had Matt Tremont and Alex Cologne, that was like the first year, um, from, from literally all the way to the first episode with band solvent to now the growth has been incredible. Um, it's just, it's, it's crazy how time flies and we're already talking about 2023. Um, all I'm going to say for the future of your dose of death, we have a lot of big stuff coming up. Like me and Mike have talked about it. There's a lot of big stuff coming up. March 17th, hint hint. Just gonna leave that date there. Circle it on your
1: calendars. Mm-hmm. Call we your have some in- international people coming on as well. Oh
0: yeah, we do. We are we we're, we're going across the globe. We are we are a global entity. As
1: yes, LLC.
0: <laughs> An LLC. We're gonna. Oh, we want to talk about that. We're gonna have a conversation about that later. Okay. <laughs> um but yeah mike what have you enjoyed about this year so far or as i as the year is winding down what have you enjoyed so far
1: obviously i've li- I liked doing the podcast with you um because you know before i was involved in this i was doing a a podcast for or that covered dynamite um and you know the guy was super nice and he needs a super cool guy uh, but i just wasn't feeling passionate about it, you know, um, it just wasn't for me anymore. So to be able to, you know, transition to something where I'm actually really interested in, I'm into this, like this is my hobby. And to be able to talk about that on like a biweekly basis, that's been really cool. Um, you know, so yeah, you know, I probably appreciated that more than anything. And I appreciate the you giving me that opportunity. Um, I've liked I was talking to my good friend jared cornelius about this jared um, we go to all, you know all the shows together and we were talking about 2022 was so cool because we saw basically every promotion um we saw gcw we saw czw we saw xpw we saw icw together h 2 like uh john wayne murdoch's uh own promotion um you know standalone wrestling like oh, we yeah, saw something really different vxs we saw like everything that was available. Um, and we got like a, a taste of like stuff that we never thought we'd see be- before. We never thought we'd see a TOD. We never thought we'd see an XPW show. Um, so it was awesome in 2022 to, um, check off. I never thought I'd see Kobayashi. It just seems like we saw <laughs> a lot of things that were like in the impossible list. If you would have said that a couple months ago.
0: Yeah, there, there was a lot, man. I mean, not only did we see, I mean... Tournament-wise, some of the best quality Deathmatch tournaments. I would say this year's probably some of the best Deathmatch tournaments you'll see in a while. I mean, we saw yeah. TOS was just as good. I mean, TOS 666 was one of the best tournaments ever in Deathmatch wrestling history. Like, we're going to talk about that for a long time. But TOS 7 was a very good, like, predecessor afterwards. I mean, like, I think TOS is, like, to me, the pedestal that most deathmatch tournaments should strive for. But it it just keeps getting better and better. And it's crazy how that is because, I mean, you're talking about bringing in Rina Yamashita, Toru Sugiera, Drew Parker, who literally, to me, is the best deathmatch wrestler in the world right now. Like, it's nuts that he's not talked about enough is because, because there's that discretion of, like, not seeing his stuff right away or only seeing his American run. But, I mean, NGI as well, I, I, I've been to the last two NGIs. And, mind you, I got to see Takeda's return to the States last mm-hmm. year. That was memorable. But this year, seeing John Wayne Murdoch literally cement his entire year in one single tournament, one single moment, was, was the coming out party I waited for almost a year later. I would say. And I mean, which by the way, congrats Johnny Murdoch on being the Kings of the Road Wrestling fan pole, number one wrestler
1: yeah. in the world. And that was another thing that I got to do that was um very cool. And I have to credit uh Steven uh A of the World of Death yep. Match for pushing me to do it because I wasn't really thinking about doing any kind of uh poll like that but but i think i think it worked out and the
0: fact that wrestlers rallied around it too
1: that's the thing because everybody wants a a ranking everyone wants to know
0: everyone wants to know where they can go and how they can improve and i mean
1: they got pwi they need you know death match needs something
0: yeah i mean yes which by the way another great interview with if you haven't listened to the last episode with tamaya was fantastic um again the digital copy copy Sorry, I can't speak right now of that um, issue of PWI is out. But if you're waiting for the hard copy, it won't be out till February. So get on the digital copy. Um,
1: but yes, that was, a, that was a, another great one.
0: That really was. Um, what else, though? Um, we've seen the rise of some big stars. I mean, Cole Roderick, who literally shot out of a cannon, literally 2022, the world was his mm-hmm. oyster. Um, Sawyer Rock, to me, literally one of the best upstarts. I actually just watched her run in um, the Texas Death Massacre for um, Infamous Wrestling. Really good stuff. Um, Yeah, she she killed She's changing the game one step at a time, and, I mean, she's going to cap off the end of this year with a no-rope barbed wire 200 light tube death match with Tremont. To, to say adios to Noah Bardwire from Matt Tremont. Talk sure about a way. I
1: feel like I, I kind of have to go yes. that one.
0: Yes. I have a go in a heartbeat. I know it's it's right after Christmas, but, like, man.
1: Well, my cousin's coming from um down the shore. Oh. So we're going back down the shore the day after. That's where H2O is, so I'm thinking I'll just probably stop. Just,
0: just go. I mean, that's a yeah. historical match. And, I mean.
1: I told him at this point, just take the fucking off father Tremont's gonna be baptized
0: in glass
1: dude yeah i mean um i'm excited for that
0: i am very yeah we've also
1: um you've experienced the return of matt that that has been one of the nicest things we've seen this year i
0: know people kind of like give him flack here and there just because they're like oh why did you return it's like he loves this he is He's literally this, he is this generation's like Terry Funk.
1: People really need to is. feed their families too and they have bills to pay so you know, he, if he, somebody wants to come back, who are you to tell them?
0: No? Yeah, and I mean, he took the time off. He wanted to reflect on his, his life after wrestling. He didn't like it. He said, yeah, why don't I come back? I mean, I'd be welcome with open arms. I mean, one of the, the most decorated American deathmatch wrestler of all time walking in your door saying, I want to come back. Of course you're going to let him come back. And I mean, I mean, the guy's had matches with everybody. And also, I know this is next year, but I'm just kind of looking forward. He's someone who has changed he what he's doing now will change the deathmatch genre for years to come. For including women in deathmatch and giving them the proper stage to do so. I mean, Tremont's deathmatch turn was it four now with the angels of death? Three. Three. That that is the coolest thing. I mean. That tournament itself might be the most stacked women's tournament ever.
1: Yeah, because you're actually going to get a a fair tournament because exactly. people want to work with Matt. The only other women's prominent one was Queen of the uh, Deathmatch, and and people don't want to you know. They well, it, it was it.
0: hit or miss. It was hit or miss with Ian, and I mean he did get some good people in the door, but it wasn't like without consistent. Mickey
1: though, and she didn't want to work there. You, yeah,
0: that you is had very to have true.
1: And she's gonna be in this one probably so
0: i wouldn't be surprised if she is i mean oh yeah mickey is in this one i mean it's jess moss sawyer mickey casey am i missing one
1: i hope they get ludark i probably won't get ludark i don't
0: i as i will love to see ludark too but i just don't see it with the region they're in
1: let's just say it. let's keep it at that ludark's a sign talent man <clears throat> exclusive i like the uh i like the xpw girls um there, sage and ludark. i will say
0: i will say this xpw's death matches like their woman's death matches might be some of the best
1: there was intense, a match like, and i had to bring this up because you're right it was ludark mickey it was and sage, yeah, three yeah boys. i um, think i saw that was, one
0: that was incredible
1: so good dude it was just like yeah,
0: I was absolutely. just stunned. I'm like, XBW, they're here, whatever. They had the controversy, but they blew it out of the park with their women's death matches. It's in, like the Sawyer Sage Sin one was real good
1: too. If I were to t- tell you that um, m- months ago, if I were to say I were I was going to run a, a fan award poll and the winner of death match of the year would not be Japan, it wouldn't be GCW, would be extreme pro wrestling. You probably would have said, shut the fuck up. I would have
0: been like, you're nuts. Yeah, you're nuts. I, I mean, I'll say this. I mean, right now, deathmatch wrestling, I mean, people will say what they want to say, wherever they'll say it's burnout, this, but there it's, it's a bit of a renaissance. As much as the controversy is there with XPW, there will always be controversy that runs with them. Their past will haunt them at times, but for them to come back and to make the return they've made and to stay consistent with the the audience that they have, they're doing a fine job.
1: They're doing it's a very yeah, fine yeah. job. This, is, this goes again to the like year of kind of impossibles because I didn't yeah. really expect this to happen. I, mean, and I, I remember listening yeah. to the World of Deathmatch. Alex and Steven, I'm going to call them out a little bit because they always make fun of me on their show. So, Um, (laughs) yeah,
0: let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I remember
1: an episode and they were like, it was uh, the rebirth show and they were like, this isn't going to happen. Nobody's going to go there. And then, like, Alex ended up working there. Like, he's probably going to go back. He's Uh, probably going to go back. They were so wrong. Like, they Mm -hmm. were running, like, until, you know, they had announced like 12 dates. Everyone said Combat Zone wasn't going to run either. Look at that.
0: I mean, With combat zone, I don't think they're anywhere near the level of XPW. Like, let's be real here. Like XP TOD though. I think when they run that again, then that's gonna be bad. TOD, yes. And I'm hoping the ultraviolet underground shows do well too. But like, and I the streaming deal they got it's it's just another streaming service, and we already are paying like 15 bucks a month for our wrestling. Um It's a lot, but I want to see them do well. I just don't... It's just going to be kind of weird. It's going to be success in spades for CZW. XBW has the potential to have a steady success. You know what I mean? I mean... Yeah, that's true. I mean, let's just remember, though, GCW is a level above everyone else because they're one of the few indies that makes money, and that's not really a secret. Let's be real here. I mean, and. Mm -hmm. They can do death matches in certain markets. It's just like the match quality GCW puts out for death matches is second to none. But really I will, good. but I will say this: if you want women's death matches at the top tier quality, XPW, they have hit yeah. the standard. It's crazy because they're really they're really focusing it on really like one woman in Ludark, too. in
1: Ludark and Sage.
0: Everyone else is just okay. a revolving door.
1: Lindsey Snow too and
0: Lindsey Snow man, I'm happy she's back in the deathmatch game a little bit. I was kind of bummed when she got hurt initially and stepped away from them, but glad she got to do it again. I'm I'm um again, like going back to Sawyer, remember literally the beginning of the year, No Peace was like extinct. The Florida scene was kind of high and dry. Um she flash forward to Mania Week. All of a sudden, you see the six foot two chick walking the door, and I'm like, where has she been for the last few months? And she kills it with Brandon Kirk, and let's just say the rest is history. That there's not been a, many people that can say they've gone the, the 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 carousel room with the showboat to shake. They have, I mean, she gets cheered everywhere. Like it, it literally, it's night and day. Like one of the the best stories in Deathmatch wrestling because it's like, she really came out of nowhere. Even though those of us who've been fans knew she was the ace and no piece, she was the the queen of the no ring. She was doing all this cool stuff, and she's just improved on another level. It's it is crazy. I mean, also Rina Yamashita as well.
1: Someone yeah, who was, I didn't really think much of Sawyer when I first saw her. Like I, I'll um maybe i undersold her a little bit wasn't like just well i think you were a part of them who didn't realize who she was because not everyone watched no piece
0: not everyone was like oh it's just some no ring garbage and i watched and i was like she was like one of the few that was the most impressive and she was like one of the the most homegrown talents too which is the crazy thing she's from orlando so it's like our backyard um but it just she's one of yeah, she is really... She's one of the cornerstones of every GCW show now. Like,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: hard to see her not on a GCW show.
1: She is a GCW talent.
0: A GCW talent through and through. But also, though, like, she's done other stuff. Like, her show run's been really fun, too. Like, Nat has brought out a different side of her, which Nat does with everybody. That's just Nat in general.
1: I mean... You know what happened in 2022 as well? What? We both got pretty into uh, ICW. We really weren't a year ago. The
0: chains have improved. I mean, this is a, okay. Since we're taking kind of free shots here, as some of our colleagues, you know, it's the end of the year. We're not. We're we're having fun with this. This is not like screw you shots. These are like okay. We hear you and we'll rebuttal you. Um. Since Alex and Steven like to think that it's all burnout, I enjoy the chains this year. I, yeah, hope, I liked
1: it, too. Some of the I, best shows were the change. I mean,
0: I'll say this. The Chicago, both Chicago shows were good. I mean, one match that does not get a lot of love. And this was technically RPW. This was the, dub, the first match of the or show of the header, the first time in Chicago. It was Tommy Veneta, Hoodfoot. Go back That's and watch really that. Like. Go back and watch that match. That match had zero right being that good. With the amount of glass they used. And Tommy Vendetta hit the nicest flatliner DDT on a bundle of tubes I'd ever seen in my life.
1: Uh huh.
0: But like Hoodfoot was over. Like this was like homecoming for him. This was his first time performing in Chicago, actually.
1: It was a year of Hoodfoot.
0: I mean, I told someone before when Hoodfoot debuted against Alex Cologne GCW, I said, This is how you book Hoodfoot, this is how you book him. This the the whole super sumo style, just him doing stupid bumps. But yeah, he is
1: the Abdullah of America,
0: <laughs> he is. A, but he, he moves pretty good, though,
1: yeah, because you know, he hasn't been doing it for 20 years, but you know, uh, he's he's awesome. The chains, though, have been they've been good. The like, fun. I mean, um, some of the some most of, fun shows have been, yeah, I mean,
0: I, that Abdullah hood foot match was so good, it was simple. But it was so much fun, and Abdullah's face when he broke the box of tubes was the greatest thing I've ever that seen was, in my life. I don't know how he did that. that I was I like really how? Know. Do you know?
1: He, no, he just <laughs> hugged it, and they all.
0: <laughs> Man, I just saw <laughs> that. Like in his face, he's like, "Did I do that?"
1: <laughs> that was awesome, and I can't believe um... I saw him.
0: What else? I mean, the H2O Center no-holds-barred show was good, too, though. I was impressed with that.
1: That was absolute mayhem.
0: I mean, yeah, that main event.
1: I got stuck again. Yeah,
0: Um, you got stuck again, because I could, from what you sent me earlier?
1: Yeah, so this has happened on multiple occasions, because I I do ringside at at H2O, but Matt and Casanova were in front of me, and they, like, fell on the ground, and I couldn't get past them, so I just hunkered down, and there was... I just glass glass going everywhere and then Murdoch threw fire at me. <laughs> uh That's just wild. Just, yeah, it was it, was, it was um, wild. For stuff like this, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, on Instagram, for like shows like this, yeah, you can you can do like the glass in the crowd like that. But like uh try doing that at, at Starcast next year and see how that goes over. Yeah no <laughs>
0: it won't go over well. Conrad That's will cool. literally have a heart attack.
1: Yeah the plan, I love Conrad but, but yeah the fan like the fans yeah, of Death Deathmatch have been a little bit sh- annoying. I'll be honest.
0: Why? Why do you? Why do you mention that? Uh,
1: they're just. I feel like um a lot of people don't want to see this continue to grow. Um, and that's a problem. Oh, like, well, they- this, is, this is really great. Everybody loves it, but like I, it's coming. Well, I said it earlier. It's
0: we've been in a renaissance. Like,
1: what, it's growing? What? It's getting to different stages, and people and people like it should be grungy and underground. That's fine, but it could also grow into it, it could be Here's, professional
0: i'm gonna say this so to go off your deathmatch fans response i went on busted open radio i called in i literally called in and this was their deathmatch episode they did and i talked for a good solid few minutes was basically my brain was literally picked by dave lagrek and thunder rosa which by the way shout out dave if you're listening to this, I know he does listen here and there. I need to message him again and let him know. we're. I, um, if Dave's listening to this, I want to work with him in 2023. We're going to make that happen. Um, but I told them this. The Deathmatch fans are really like the core of why Deathmatch Wrestling has grown so much. Because, yes, there are still the hardcore fans that love it, that are accepting of newer fans. We hope, but I, I don't know why people like to think they need to gatekeep something like this. Like the gatekeeping behavior needs to stop. And that's what kind of me and Mike are alluding to here. It's like, no, like you shouldn't have to feel inclined to tell someone, oh, like we don't want this to grow. It's like we saw deathmatch wrestling on AWTV not too long ago. Did everyone forget thinking, that? You know? Did everyone because forget that?
1: Look at the potential. Look at the. It was on Starcast for Ric Flair's last match. It was. It was featured yeah. in that weekend. And and what I was saying, and I think what you're saying also is, this could be like a very big thing. This could be like a TV thing. It could be like very professionally this presented. Niche ge-
0: this niche genre doesn't need to be so niche anymore.
1: No, it doesn't. But people really want to keep it that way for some it's reason. Just, I don't get it.
0: Well, I, I I kind of see it as if it gets too big, it just turns out worse that's not the case that's not the case at all like i get you're afraid of getting bigger but it's like whatever happened to me so accepting of one another like if you if, if there's a fan who wants to chow duck match wrestling let them the frick in
1: yeah like, i don't care about that like uh...
0: like don't gatekeep i i i can't stand the gatekeeping behavior and i'm glad you said something about it it's like well you
1: know uh people always complain about like newer newer fans like you know what you don't have to deal with them you could just go to the show like i just do Just go to the show
0: go go with your afterwards. friends yeah that's I, a
1: potential like you don't have to like be so involved in the. you know what i mean yeah exactly like i mean me
0: and you we bust our ass being involved in this but we're not sitting here complaining about oh no. like we're just we're just telling we're just giving our two cents whether you like it or I not go
1: and i just go home and it's fine you don't have to like this doesn't have to be uh, no. life. yeah it doesn't
0: yeah. Have, we 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 decide that it consumes our life you don't get that, <laughs> <laughs> that
1: yeah time. yeah we decide no. this um i think one of my favorite shows of the year was fight club because the i got there at like seven fifty seven yeah, like you 25. you called
0: me that day because you were running late,
1: yeah, I almost didn't make it, then I, and I so I, I I got there like five minutes before it started, and then I left right after like I left right when it ended. and it was like very nice because it was just like I was there for the show. I didn't have to deal with any drama. Yeah. I didn't have to deal yeah, with it he- like so that that's acceptable, people. Sometimes you could just go and have fun,
0: and if you have friends there, say hi and bye, you know.
1: Like Fans was, can have fun. They don't always have to work the show. You know, you, you could just go there. That's all. I'm Yeah, saying. I mean,
0: I I work shows, but like I'm not like heavily working unless like it's someone like friends or so. Like if I'm I'm, I, I agree with you 100. percent. I've been to shows and the best show. Like sure, like I, I'll tell this story. It was literally like um NGI weekend. I mean, I literally worked the show. I worked both shows, and I mean. I was there. I was there from before doors open to literally watching the ring being taken down. It's a long, long, long day. And I mean it was the best experience of my life, though, getting to literally be with Big F and Joe, Jimmy Lloyd, Sakuda, mm-hmm. all those guys. And um, but sometimes I do wish, like, oh yeah, like I'll see my friends, say hi, say bye, and just head home the next day. And um just live just go to sleep like it's it's not hard to do and um i'm glad you said something about it because it's it's definitely something that like you don't need to always deal with the drama like if you want to go do that that's your own decision Mm -hmm. but it's not it may not always be the it, it may not always be the best decision was what i was gonna say
1: yeah it's not always necessary uh Fans can be fans. That's another
0: thing. Man, oh, you're about. To, uh, I'm about to go in a little. Yeah, I know, what I know you're gonna say. What are you gonna say? Fans need to stay fans. Like, please don't try to be a part of the show, especially when you've never even taken a bump, or like, the overhear stuff. I've kind of just numbed it out. I don't oh, care anymore.
1: Oh, I, I just, more, if I hear it,
0: if I hear it, I hear it. It's, it's okay. What I'm talking about the fans that have decided this happened a lot at ICW Chicago, July, the fans who thought they could hold down the, the razor boards or the fans who try to get in the way of wrestlers. Don't be those people. I, I beg of you, you are not a part of the act. You are not it. You, whatever you're expecting to happen is not going to happen. Like I, that, that those July shows from a fan perspective, I was literally yelling at people to get away from the razor blade boards.
1: They were doing that this weekend. And um, it's just Andy of the well, boys. But lifted. they're,
0: <laughs> but they're basically inherited into the ICW crew. I know. I understand why they did it.
1: Because no, I Andy is an ICW crew, but he, that's what I'm saying. Like he stopped people. They were like, uh, I'm, they're Thank you. Like they touched, some guy broke a tube on accident because he put his elbow on the ring. And I'm like, dude. Oh
0: no! Seriously,
1: You can't be doing. That.
0: No, shout out to the Bachi boys.
1: Shout out to yeah, them. they're the dude. Uh, Andy made me take a giant shot of his Jack Daniels. Stuff. Oh no! Yeah, it was strong. <laughs> and I was all like, buzzing, buzzing boy.
0: <laughs> I, I need a. If the bocce boys ever listen to this, we're we're gonna work with them one day. I'm going to make that a goal. I want to work with more people, in the, the good people in the Deathmatch community, and they're one of them.
1: Um, I like the Bachi boys. I'm a big fan of the Bachi boys.
0: Bachi boys. Um, but, you know, yeah, the Chains really had a good year. And by the way, I want to get, I'm want i glad we found the time to do this episode because Dane DeMonto deserves all the fucking flowers in the world for what he said Saturday night.
1: That was a am, nice comment from Danny. If anyone's write if, about that.
0: if if anyone's gonna give him heat for that, they're gonna hear it from me. Because what did
1: he say exactly again? Well, he, he was that.
0: well, he just was like, "We Deathmatch Wrestling needs more partners to work with." Like he doesn't have heat with XEW. He doesn't have heat with GCW. He Like all these preconceived notions that people have, and I mean, yes, sometimes heat of the moment changes things but like the fact he he's turned a new leaf, and i appreciate that a lot because like we need more level-headed people in the industry like danny mm-hmm. who are willing to work with anybody who are not gonna bitch and moan whenever something doesn't go their way roll with the punches could not be more apl- applicable in this sense than right now
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Danny's a a nice guy. He's
0: a constant sure, professional. Yeah. He treated me with the utmost respect when in Chicago the second time around. Like he knew who I was. He put me in the best spot in the house. You saw my clips. Like I was right in the entrance way. Yeah,
1: yeah. I continue to use them so that yeah.
0: Like he treated me with respect. Like I don't know where people. Like I know people want to be like, oh, but XPW this and that's like, that's your own prerogative. But you don't need to speak into the void about it.
1: Like, that's what I wish. Maybe we'll see more in 2023. I wish that they weren't running opposite to each other. I agree.
0: I agree. I I, I get I why. Taking
1: side. I'm really not. I, there's matches I'd like to see from both, and, and it's just hard.
0: It just sucks. I mean, literally, like you're bringing Sakuda to the chains. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're getting some awesome. You're getting an awesome weekend of matches out of, um, Sakuda. By the way. And yeah start the
1: i know like i i know i'm like trying to figure out because i want to see joe wrestle too so. yeah i mean joe's like joe by the way out of all the wrestlers and people that
0: have told me they listen to the podcast joe's a consistent listener thank you thank you thank you thank you i gave i, I did you see the sh- Did you see i gave him a this is my deathmatch shirt i gave him a shirt. Oh, really yeah, like we he wore it when we went to Olive Garden his last day NGI weekend. It was pretty great. Oh, yeah. And Joe's um, a nice guy. Joe is a, Joe is a pro man. Literally, like me and him, literally got to have the greatest conversations. It was just the greatest experience getting to like tribe with him and just help him out
1: mm-hmm. that
0: entire weekend. And um, which brings me to another point. If you are close with your promoters or pro- local promotions do not be afraid to ask them for help if they need help do not i did it with nga weekend and i keep harping on this because most promoters they sometimes there's lapses in judgment and like some guys they need a, a car ride to a show like if they're flying in just be like hey do you need a ride it's it's, it's just easy like that like trust yeah, even me. like
1: a big promotion like gcw like lauderdale needs help sometimes yes so, you know if you want to help you don't have to but if you want to don't be afraid ask. to
0: ask like just yeah it doesn't people hurt. always want to
1: get involved in the industry but they don't want to ask
0: like i mean literally me and mike like we both have experiences in this industry and like all we did was ask
1: all we yeah, did all was we did work was at this test your people long enough and then they, yeah like, exactly then i mean
0: i i you don't want to see the amount of times I pester Brett Lauderdale about driving big F and Joe and making sure he made it to NGI weekend I pestered um, Joe more than I did Brett but I'm pretty sure I've deleted half my messages with Lauderdale because I was like I feel so bad messaging this man
1: but do no. we also saw um, some pretty weird returns pretty shocking returns wax. of legends
0: wax is the first one that comes to mind
1: uh necro rose from the dead drake younger came out of nowhere um like um, nobody expected these people to come back it's crazy I, to see
0: i'd send my hat to drake you know what? i'm gonna send my, send my hat to my <laughs> <Yeah. Younger.
1: laughs> uh,
0: because i mean me and him can have the political conversations in the back door but as a wrestler he's put on some real fine good matches since returning so it's
1: stupid it's, it's
0: stupid like He's not How long was it since he had not been in a ring? Like
1: seven, take, away take away the roughing.
0: take away the roughing. Like seven, eight years.
1: It was a really long time. Yeah. Like
0: it's stupid how good he looked. It was stupid. I mean, exactly. Necro
1: is Necro. I'll just leave it at
0: that. I mean, we, me, and you both know the internal behind the scenes of Necro, and
1: you kind of get what you expect with him.
0: It's just. I'm just there for them to blast Freebird for ten minutes. I don't care for much else.
1: Now he's coming out to Country boat Can't Survive. That's yeah, I
0: saw time. that. I was like, I was kind of bummed about that. I'm like, come on, come back out to Skinner. Come on. Yeah, yeah back come to you gotta come out. Yeah, come out to Skinner, man. Um, who else? I mean, yeah, Wax. Literally, talk about the weird, the weirdest return to the single most effed up spot of the year.
1: That jumping off the, the, spot of
0: jumping the, year, off the balcony it? at the heart ballroom to literally drop his ass on it <laughs>
1: when he did that yeah that was absolutely insane dude
0: um who i mean who else i mean um we saw viking come and go that was another one that literally like he, he who? came viking Remember when he did... uh... I thought you said Mike. I thought you were talking about Mikey Gordon. No, Viking, dude. You
1: know what I Yes, yes, yes. When he literally came back for like
0: three matches and then left.
1: I thought you were like Mikey Gordon came in. Oh, no, 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 no. Mikey Gordon. No, Viking, dude.
0: Like, like, I remember that dude during the Howell days. And then like, oh, let's just book him here. Like, he was supposed to come to Chicago. I was really salty about that. He missed I guess like there were some border issues, and he couldn't come.
1: Who is the he... biggest idiot of the year, though?
0: Oof, we're really gonna go into this. I think
1: Dirty Ron. <laughs> I got Wait, to who? say, Wait, who? Dirty Ron made a fool of himself. <laughs> that guy literally had every
0: booking in the world.
1: Yeah, I don't not only, only laugh no at a, a really messed up uh, situation, his... but he, he came but out. with... Man, like,
0: mm-hmm. okay. Like to go through the timeline for those of you that don't understand why we're like trying to find this funny slash like terrible, so dirty Ron. He gets viral because of the whole thing with Jimmy Lloyd. The whole thing with Jimmy Lloyd. He gets viral for, and then he gets booked. He got booked for no holds barred. He got booked for RPW. He, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be booked at GCW at one point for sure. He was gonna be. He was gonna do insane eight. He was literally gonna do insane eight. And I'm like sitting here. I'm like this guy is so. Like, he's just some dude in a clown suit. Everyone just loves a, a character. And then the vaccine stuff happens. Okay, goes away. Then he kind of comes back and XPW kind of helps. He's going to do the, what was it, the, him and the Bev was going to be that, like, Funhouse house death match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he gets criminal charges. Like, not like we, as we youngins say, like, it's impossible to fumble the bag once, but to do it twice takes a true art. He
1: fumbled the bag twice, and then he gets uh, then he then he gets fired from x p w well, yeah, and then he gets and then he gets out and tells everybody that he, I'm fine the charges were dropped, and no then they was <laughs> it was a plea deal, and he pled guilty. no, he has to go to like a rehab class and
0: stuff too, like.
1: Bro. biggest L of the year would you say
0: as there's the shot there's the big Sean so- song last night I took an L and I finally bounced back he's yeah. not bouncing back yeah. there's no yeah. bouncing back from this I, if you're uh, bouncing back
1: boy I don't know what to tell you there I don't know really why I asked that question but I just it was on my mind so.
0: no we're just we're this is a screw-around episode for everyone listening to this this is kind of just a fun mess around episode we're having fun with this um
1: oh man what it else is who is the
0: biggest w of the year then arena
1: with the ultraviolet bell which she still has arena is my big w of the year actually i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna take that w a little bit more the woman of Deathmatch wrestling is the w of the year
1: yeah I mean, they become you like indistinguishable from the had guys. Rena,
0: you had arena you had casey you have Mickey Knuckles, three surging back. I mean, Sage Sin, Ludark Sawyer, um, K-A-C. Randy, Randy F, and West. Give some love to Randy West. She is awesome. Casey too. I, I said, Casey, that was one of the first people I Your said.
1: Your ICW American Deathmatch. She was yeah. former ICW um, American Deathmatch. Yeah, they um, become like indistinguishable from the gun. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just like it's just we need more people to like be eager to do deathmatch i mean look um jess moss she's getting into the game i want to give her a shout out because i mean she's kind of like been th- she's kind of been thrown to the wolves her first few matches in the deathmatch world she's she's stood her ground i gotta say that that's not not everyone's gonna be like oh i want to do death matches and do them and it's just like oh yeah just take a whole bunch of tubes from bam and um oh, let me do this uh, War Games match and um, let's just do all this crazy shit, right? Like, who who, who, who out there is like, oh, I want to do all this stuff right off the bat. Yeah, Jess
1: Moss, Declan, uh, both of them are, I, Declan, I really... I,
0: okay, I know there's some HO students who listen to this show. I've been told this by Matt before. Declan Grant, I was not the biggest fan of to start the year. You were not. Well, I just, the title run was weird. Like the, how it you happened. Can
1: re- you can redo that. What? Because he's he's a lot better but, now.
0: No, he's really grown on me. To, by yeah. the end of the year, he's me really too. grown me on too. me. He he's worked on stuff, but he's one of the, like the most underrated students at the at the school. But I think he's awesome. He's awesome. He he is a baller. Like I like the whole like bringing his wife into things. Like I just thought I just thought that 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 H two O tile he had was just off on the wrong foot the cinematic it, match yeah. was corny it just it was just it was weird well you yeah, know like, that's
1: a good thing about age show is you know you can always do trial and error yeah it's it, very trial and day, error it's, it's a training school and, and Declan has really improved I, th- I thought he had one of the best um matches of no holds barred weekend one of the I think him and or was <sighs> The biggest NHB weekend of all time, probably. God, um,
0: I mean, he he took one of the most dangerous spots you'll ever see. That I is took a big hell such... with
1: that spot, man. That, I to tell you about that.
0: That was just gross.
1: I was squad squatted down <laughs> yeah. next to really? the pain. Oh. and there's a picture of it. And I looked, I got the best angle of all time for this spot, dude. And I looked back. And my phone froze during the video Uh, and I didn't get it. And I was so upset, dude. I was like, I want to go home.
0: (laughs) Well, at least (laughs) other people came and clutched for you. So
1: they did that, uh, man. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had a great year of um, taking some video clips. You have,
0: I have too. I've gotten better at it too. It's definitely been, I thought that was going to be just your thing, but then I'm like, you know, I'm going to take some clips too. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, um, no, but going back to Declan, Declan's really grown on me. He has really sure. really grown on me and I'm like I want to see this dude elsewhere. I mean, that's that's something that I've always wanted to talk about. And um and you're going to see this more next year, I can promise you this. But get like some of these wrestlers they're too afraid to get out of their own region, take a chance in another region.
1: They are. People don't realize but, that. Give
0: give kudos to guys like Tommy, Vendetta, MM3, Neil, Randy, Mickey, who are not afraid to get in a car, make the trip out east, sometimes even out west, and do these shows and be like, yeah, like we're 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 here to take over. Like mm. that's the kind of energy that needs to go into 2023 with deathmatch guys. Don't Dude, don't pigeonhole um, yourself. Don't
1: that's pigeonhole such a good yourself. point. And you know we're not telling wrestlers what to do because we're not we're wrestlers, not. and I don't want anybody to get that. But I've I've talked to countless wrestlers, um, many times who have said, you know, I want to work, for example, GCW, but you know, I, I was told not to ask. I was told to wait for them to come to me. I think that's the 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 yeah. wrong approach. I think everybody should be asking, asking, trying to get booked as many places as possible, like just like Vendetta. Be eager.
0: Be eager. You know. Get out there. Like, I mean. Mind you, so no, I know for a
1: fact, and I, I don't want to break the fourth wall here. Yeah, go, go
0: ahead. I know for a
1: fact that Tommy Vendetta um you know started out, I think, like with a what like asking, asking, asking. I think he got like a shot in the dark to come work no holds barred, and it was for some kind of like deal where like if he sold enough tickets to the show, then he could work the show. It was yes. like something like that. And he, look he at him now. Put the, he put in the F and work. Yeah, he really did look at him now. Now he's fighting. Uh, what
0: Tremon, am, I, like, what, a, he what am I like? He's really become a cornerstone of no holds barred if people like it or not. I mean, him, I like
1: him. I He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I, I like
0: him. A lot. I just when I first met him, which, by the way, Tommy, lot, thank he you tried to put
1: himself out there. For,
0: Tommy gave me this wonderful embrace. If you go back to the RPW show in Chicago, I was flipping him off because I was just following what the crowd did. Guy got Ryan, my freaking girl, with his middle finger, and I was sold immediately. I was sold immediately. The character work was there, but he busts ass every single match. Be- like, I know we're putting him on a bit of a pedestal here, but, dude, he's one of the cornerstones of Detroit wrestling. Darren told us this on the show. Him, yeah, Malcolm is. Monroe the Third, which the I'll put fourth, him over third. every... I'll put him over any day. I mean, those two had a hell of a match at the HUO Center, and they didn't use any glass. Like I really they, like
1: that they used chloroform. The,
0: the, Malcolm, Monroe, which if you don't know the story, I mean, he's a third generation wrestler. That that third is not kayfabe. Like his family has run Detroit wrestling for a very long time. His mm-hmm. second generation's DBA. If you know who DBA is for my horror slam fans and whatnot. I believe that's his dad. And I mean, I, I don't, I, when we have him on, we're going to, I need to re clarify, but he's third generation. So, like, he knows how to bust his ass elsewhere. I've seen him in Chicago. I've seen him make the trips out east. We need, we need more wrestlers who are hungry, regardless of region. I think that's something that I want to see more of in 2023. And I mean, um, this isn't the interview. new
1: generation really kind of took over old yes. guard.
0: They did. And I mean, that's another thing I know Alex Colon has kind of mentioned this too, to not be afraid of taking advice from the older guard. That's another thing. Alex has always
1: been a proponent of that. Me and you both know this. Alex is a beast as always. Which
0: by the way, shout out to Alex, um, you're in just, Japan
1: right
0: now. In Japan right now and um wishing him nothing but the best. Wishing him and nothing but I the best. If I die in that
1: ring on August 24th, I will die A smile on my fucking face.
0: Okay, Shremods.
1: Oh man, what a fun year though, for real. Really
0: fun year. I mean, me and you—we're definitely doing more shows in the future. I mean, by the way, for all of those getting ready for next year's calendar, I'm probably gonna be out east more than one time this next
1: year. So I I will try to make it there at one one time. whenever the chains come back to Chicago I'll get you a ticket <laughs> I told Danny I promised Danny I would travel to a change show I would do a I a one I trouble. I
0: I need I need travel to travel I'm going which oh speaking of Danny we got to also say Danny told me on Twitter he said I'm giving you an interview next year I promise so D'Amato, let us know when the, the calendar's that open we
1: good we uh you know, I've got. I didn't do Rob. I I did Rob at a different forum, but uh, you know, that yeah, was I, cool. I've I've done. I mean, I've done AEW shows for literally years. Since Chicago's like one of their
0: main hubs. <laughs> what do you mean? Like I've, I've done I've done AEW shows a lot. Like no, I meant Rob Black.
1: Oh Rob, yeah. Oh, you did Rob. That's. I said I interviewed him on a different platform. It was cool, but like Danny would be another one that. I Danny would, like would be another to.
0: one. I mean, I know he doesn't do a lot of interviews, but he told me he wants to do one with us, so we're gonna make that happen. Um, I mean, you got to do term of death commentary, which is man, that's
1: just still surreal. I uh, when
0: you when you I was like, when people were telling me, I'm like, you're doing it, like the <laughs> hell? I didn't get any texts about this because I was texting Joe the day before and I was telling him how you're gonna be there, and he was like, oh, cool, I had no idea you'd be doing commentary, like, I didn't later. either, yeah. yeah. So, the, the immaculate. Commentary story
1: is really what I like to call it. Yeah, just so wild stuff. They use chloroform in a death match. That's pretty crazy. That's I'm to cra- post about crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy. It's
0: crazy, chloroform. crazy. Some interesting
1: weapons, of course, this year. Um, salt
0: kind of became more relevant.
1: Um, What's really a sticko? What? hoodfoot's a sicko dude
0: dude hood i um talking to someone about hoodfoot and i was like they didn't because they were a big Hudfoot fan and um I, I tried to explain like he's got like the baby version deathmatch back so he's gonna bleed out much and when i said that this person was like what i'm like yeah it's like the newbie deathmatch back and like i'm like yeah taking Saul that back was a terrible idea
1: um, have you seen his back recently
0: kind of yeah a little
1: it's just—it's literally like he has so many scars. I know
0: it's—it's it's just crazy. He—he he hustles, man. He's another guy, another guy who got out of his region, who busted his ass everywhere and anywhere, who—who who understands the game. He understands the game. I mean, we've Dude, seen him he in
1: fought a- from California to Alabama. Yeah. Oh County. my God! Yeah. Uh, everywhere, man. To he... literally
0: Jersey, like he's been everywhere. Mm. It's just nuts. Um, it's just crazy how this all, how it all works. Um, man, I mean, this has just been—it's been a hell of a year. And again, people think that Deathmatch Wrestling's burning out. It's not burning out. The, the The light is getting a little bit brighter. Trust me. Um, yeah. It's just—I'm trying to think what else. I mean, um. I had to share some crazy experiences. Nick Gage is almost back to peak form. I just want to say that. He's a beast, yeah. Shout out to Nick, who literally began the year. There was a lot of concerns. There was a lot of what ifs. A lot of chatter. He overcame the chatter, got himself that lifetime
1: contract. Yeah, we yeah. saw a GCW contract. That's wild.
0: That's wild. Brad Lauderdale cashing out the moolah for the contract, the lifetime contracts.
1: We yeah, saw, dude, in the uh, in January a year ago, we were really wondering if we would see Nick again. Yeah, that's that's just nuts. Definitely cool to you know. Have him be such a mainstay. Well, I mean, no, I mean,
0: literally, not even a year ago. This was literally this year. Hammerstein. I mean, that's just wow. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hammerstein feels like literally like last year when it really was still this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we that saw GCW yeah. in Hammerstein Ballroom. That's one that's crazy to me. Uh, I mean, we saw one of the biggest independent promotions ever. Take over Hammerstein Ballroom and sell it out. I mean, the show itself will always remain kind of a muddy mystery, but just being there, the moment. A lot of us waited a long time for that moment.
1: That yeah, that was this year. That's so yeah. Um,
0: that was yeah, that. That was only, yeah. I wow. to hear something
1: wild that they, so I went over like the attendance with at Lauderdale. So I was curious about this. And like, um, like ROH is basically AW's, uh, you know, second brand. Yep. They, had, they, had, they had Jericho and Danielson and, and uh, Claudio and all these huge mega stars. Oh, for Final Battle or whatever? this. For, yeah, they were promoting it on national television. They had yeah. a billionaire backer and a corporate sponsor. And, you know, Hammerstein and GCW, a, a strictly independent promotion, they had nothing through the same amount of people. Um, so that's how big, you know, when we talk about the potential of this genre could be, you know.
0: Man, independent wrestling is bigger than people realize. That's just the truth. Um,
1: Look at Cardona, man. I mean, Matt Cardona team literally team.
0: revived his career through independent wrestling,
1: and he's been one of the best on the indies and in gcw i've I've loved his uh his year his his run was just so good it was so good i think he's probably going to go back to wwe don't say that
0: i don't want him going back i don't want him going we need if he's going to go back here's what i'm going to propose lauderdale if you're listening to this please make cardona baby face for one night only because last night is Nick Cardona a baby face? Do a baby dude, face yeah, turn. Dude,
1: I've been saying this for a year. I want to see a face turn in GCW.
0: I want to see Cardona turn face. It'd be the greatest thing see, ever. I want to
1: see. We don't have 4 4 anymore, unfortunately. But I want to see someone like attack Nick and, and Matt come out and help Nick yeah. make up. And then,
0: That'd like, be awesome. just, just be like Royal Rumble. Be like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, that was
1: real good this year. That was
0: real good. I mean... um Murdoch was literally the man, dude. Murdoch was literally the man. I mean, Murdoch literally had the one of the best years. Drew Parker, to me, Drew Parker's on the run of his life. I mean, cannot wait to see what he does at bloody Christmas. But I you mean, he should be there. Yeah, I mean, we're getting. Just let this sink in. We're getting Drew Parker versus Juke Kasai to end the year. Yeah, like, that just who would have thought I mean by oh by the way, Jim Kasai has had a very underrated year, and it's not even just like in death match, it's just in general. I mean, the guy literally had like three solid matches with Suzuki Gun. Shout out to Kasai, did, man. Yeah, did, well, I watched um... him and Desperado was really freaking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that was, match yeah. That match literally had no right being that good. And Hell Meltzer even talked about it, which, by the way, Dave, it's better than what you made it out to be.
1: (laughs) He didn't like it.
0: He was like, oh, this is not my type. But it was good enough that the crowd liked it.
1: Well, Deathmatch Wrestling, specifically GCW, got an Observer column in 2022.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, Deathmatch Wrestling became relevant in PWI this year. More than years past,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we have a lot to thank to that to the likes of people like Tamaya Greenley. Um, man, to end this episode though, I I want to get. Um, I know this is kind of a sentimental one, but I mean we lost some great people this mm-hmm. year. Um, I'm trying to think who. I mean we've lost who 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 passed away this year.
1: Um, not in 2022, but right before it was obviously Marcus. Um yeah, we that. lost um Big Mac Smack of CCW yeah, We lost um, Big Mac
0: Smack, that's right. There was the other one that uh, AWR did a tribute for. Who was uh, the, Austin the,
1: Luke, not Austin Luke, um Austin Harper. The, Yeah, the fan. Uh, which is um, a fan, um, but very beloved by, by people.
0: Yes the yeah shout out to him rest in peace um but you know right before was marcus crane that really hit home that feels like me.
1: this year but it wasn't you know
0: marcus still right. hits. yeah i mean so i, I kind of want to give this story um i've told it before but i'll tell it again just to kind of end but um marcus literally treated me and like every he treated everyone like this he treated us like family uh for those of you that met him you understand where i'm coming from but um it literally feels like yesterday i was at a bar with him watching the first aw rampage together um to the time that I, we were literally hanging out at the H.O. center and he was showing off his boots and telling me how he was he was really happy with how he was getting back on track um i knew that he was bound sobriety and um he was trying to get sober for his, not just for him, but for his family for Angel, which, by the way, Angel Metro. Um, I know we talk here and there, and Mike talks to her as well. Um, you're one of the strongest fucking people we know. I know. Yeah, we love you. Definitely. We love you. Um, literally, um, just, just keep being the ambassador for Dream Eater. I need to get myself some Dream Eater merch, which reminds I me. I need to a,
1: a jersey. This has Y D O D in the back.
0: That's what I want to do. That's a goal next year. So I'm going to definitely do that. Thank you for the reminder. Um, but Marcus literally touched so many lives. So whenever we talk about him, if I miss him every freaking day, I literally miss him every freaking day. Um, a lot of us do because he literally. So when Neil and Carver, well, when Neil approached me about the Dream Eater death match, I was maybe one of only, four or five people in that building that knew what was happening before they made their entrances. I had no idea Carver trained under Marcus for a little bit. Um, which, by the way, Carver, is the, he's the mid-death pro champ. Shout out to mid-death pro, great friends of the podcast, Malachi, great dude. Um, but both Carver and Neil really did Marcus a service with that match he would have probably been one of the happiest people with the way that match went. And um, getting to be a part of that moment, like, yes, I was a part of the Memorial match in Chicago for GCW. It just didn't hit the same because I think we were all so nervous about Nate Webb that it just took away.
1: Yeah, the ICW one, uh, I think they felt they need to... The, the,
0: that, was the, that was truly the closure I needed. And uh, was awesome. me and Neil talked for days on end about memories of Marcus. That's a guy who literally is one of my best friends in all of wrestling. Yeah, literally, yep. is one of the best people you could talk to. And uh, he will be back on this podcast. I can guarantee you that. For one, two, though Neil, his emotions after that match were pure. They were not gimmicks. They were not anything of the sort. Him and Carver left it all in that ring. And um, I want to thank them so damn much because they gave me the closure and they gave a bunch of us the closure we needed for when Marcus passed. I never got the chance. Like, the only way I want to remember Marcus was in the ring. And yeah. they gave it, I mean, my the devil's big direct dick was literally all my light tubes. The balloons were all mine. Like I got to help with that and remember Marcus my own way. So I just wanted to remember that. And yes, I know it was early or late last year, this early this year, but we miss him every day. And I mean, to everyone who we've lost. The show was
1: 2022. The, the, um, the show that was dedicated to him was January 1st. It was the new year's show.
0: It was very fresh. So yeah, I mean, a lot of us kind of went it. We're going through this year with a heavy heart, and um, again, Marcus, I considered him like a like a brother to me, and um, I miss him every freaking day because literally he treated me like family. He treated everyone he touched and cherished like family, and I know um, I know he's hopefully in a happier place right now, and mm-hmm. um, I hope that a bunch of us. Uh, I told this to Jimmy Lloyd, and he was really shocked when I said this. I wouldn't be doing your dose of death without guys like Marcus Crane. I, I've made that very clear before, and I'll make it clear again. Marcus was one of the, kind of my inspirations of getting into deathmatch wrestling. He really was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean, you just never know what's going on with people, and um, that's something I want to reiterate because Toby Klein reiterated this but I'll, I guess we'll kind of end it on a high note. Check in on your loved ones. Make sure they're okay. Lend a helping hand to one another. You never know what some of us are going through because we all deal with this crazy thing we call life. And um, it's just a matter about how you go through it. And so it's so important. Your mental health is so damn important. And um just just checking on one another. So, I mean, that's really kind of a good way to end here. I mean,
1: if you have any last comments, Mike, go ahead. Uh, well, thanks for everything, everybody. Uh, you know, I definitely agree with def- everything you said so far. And um, so stay tuned for everything that we have planned in 2023. I think it's um, going to be a fun year. I think it's going to be, be, be a good, good, good year, year for everybody.
0: It's been a good year for everyone. It is, really has. and I mean, yeah, 2023 is a big year. It's going to be a big year for us. I mean, this, it's already, I believe, I have to check the date, but it's probably going to be three years of your Nose of Death podcast, which is That's cool, nuts for me. It's kind of nuts thinking about it. I didn't think that I'd be doing this. And um, again, if you guys want merch, Deathmatch Worldwide, but also on the countout side as well, Sign for the count on Patreon. We're always looking for new subscribers. I promise you next year we're going to get some early content for you guys on there. So you make we make that Patreon worth your while. But um, don't worry. This is, it's going to all, it, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel as well. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, love you guys. Thank you guys so damn much for listening to this little full round episode from Mike to myself. Whenever you're listening to this, have a good rest of your day, night. Whenever you're listening to this, adios, guys. has been a Countout Podcast.